what I wanted to do with our program is to have students actually experience the work because we all know, listeners, everybody knows that that's where you learn, right? I mean, the pillar of our, the two pillars of our programs, industry first and experiential, that's, those are the two pillars because that, those are going to be the two things that are going to get you hired. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a roundtable discussion covering a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Your hosts, Jason Thompson, John Moran, Jen Coons, and myself, Jim Driscoll, all live in different areas of the world, but work together in the same company. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. crazy about that the no usbs and no hdmi was what drove me crazy yeah. um mm-hmm. so that i couldn't just when i go to present it's just like you know plug right in hdmi no problem and now it's like gotta get a dongle you have to make right. sure you bring your adapter with you yeah yep yeah <laughs> cool uh so did jim talk with you about kind of the format and how we do it and you've listened to the to the podcast before but any questions or anything before we get no going? dude i'm religious in the, the podcast man i love <laughs> it uh, you're too kind. No way, That's man. Awesome. You're too kind. All right. So I figured what we would do is we would just do kind of our, our warm open um, and then just do it. Have you do a quick intro and then I think go from there. I mean, you have so many stories that that we can talk about, about what you're you're building out. And I know you had the uh, new framework that you just um, published on. So wh- wherever you want to talk, I'll let you kind of lead the conversation. I'll That's ask cool. questions, but cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, cool. Yep, cool. So I'll go ahead and kick things off. And I guess to get things started, like I'm super excited about this conversation uh, for for many reasons. But one of the key things, I think the timing of having it fits in really, really well, because this is just something, Jason, you and I have gone back to multiple times over the last couple of months. And it's not even like on purpose. It just kind of gravitates back to the the topic of mentoring and coaching and no matter where you're at in your career whether you're in college or whether you've been in your career for 20 years finding someone that can can, can provide you guidance so um you know this week we have stephen marshall who is an associate professor and the department chair at east tennessee state university he's responsible for the vision and management of the department of media and communication which consists of 15 plus full and part-time faculty and, and staff, as well as 400 plus undergraduate uh, and graduate students. Um, and I know over the last two years, Jason, you and Stephen have worked together in, in coaching college, college students. And like I'd mentioned, we, we've talked about the importance of having a mentor a lot lately. So that's why I'm really excited to have Stephen with us today. But before we really dig in, Stephen, I mean, I, I don't think that intro did any kind of justice, but at least wanted to set the table. But um, I think a good place to start is you can tell us a bit more about yourself, your role uh, with the university, and maybe start off ta- talking a bit about you know how you and Jason got connected and what you've uh, what you've done. Yeah, sure. And uh, I want to first of all say thanks to both you guys and to and Thirty Three Sticks and. Uh, the tangents, you know, team here for, for to be on this thing. But 
The one thing I'm bumming about already being on this podcast is we've lost the the tangent part of this. I, I you know, because because I listen to this all the time, <laughs> and I was so excited when I heard Jason talking about his weighted blanket because because I have one. And I'm like, I've got a brother out there. Yes, you know, weighted blanket brother. Um, you know, and, and, I, and base, and we we can bond over lots of things. That's right, dude. We we can. <laughs> I, I'm not the I'm not the cook. Uh, I can never claim to be the cook, but but I may start doing pour over coffee. Who knows? Um, so so uh, yeah. So really awesome to be on here. I, I'm so excited to talk about a lot of stuff with you guys. Um, you know, we we are the first university. Uh, in the world that has our program that's an enterprise level with Adobe, which is something we'll get into. Um, but the conversation here today really, uh, and with Experience Cloud, by the way, but but the conversation here today really is about mentoring. And I, there's, there's nothing in my life that cannot be traced back to a mentor. Um, and I think that my own personal narrative is kind of important to, to start things off because I'm an accidental academic. Um, I'm not somebody that went through an academic role, uh, kind of, you know, uh, undergraduate master's PhD kind of thing. Um, I was working at Nielsen, uh, as a, as an account person working for, uh, agencies and, and broadcast networks, cable networks, PR agencies in New York and Chicago and handling Spanish language, right? When this is 1998 or so, right? When, uh, Spanish language was really, you know, popping and, uh, helped launch ESPN Deportes. There was like the initial conversations around that. I didn't, really helped launch it, but I helped those first conversations around spe- uh, measuring that audience and got really into it. And this is 1998. So nobody's carrying around a supercomputer in their pocket yet. Um, but, uh, you know, decided I wanted to go back to school to really heavy up and, and, and run and be an account planner and, uh, and, and went back to the University of Florida and had some great mentors there that said, you know what, you know, why don't you do a PhD? You know, and I said, geez, I'm not that smart. Um, and again, like I, this is like, I'm six years, so I'm 30 years old in a classroom again, um, you know, gave up a really great opportunity. Well, didn't give it up opportunity, but I saw an opportunity, but you know, get, I just basically went back to ramen noodles, right. Um, at 30 years old and, uh, and then really had someone take me under their wing. That was the chair of the department, Dr. Do- Dr. John Sutherland and some other folks, um, that said, no, nah, I mean, we could put you in a classroom right now. You could teach, you know, audience data and, and this kind of thing. Uh, we need someone to teach media planning. So I thought, what the hell, I'll try it. Uh, and then that really moved me into a space where I am today, which is really in the classroom, uh, doing this great work that I get to do um, and really contributing to the lives of these students. So you fast forward to uh, 2006 at that point, and I, I get this job at East Tennessee State University. Why East Tennessee State University? Because I like mountain biking. Um, that sounds crazy, but you know, I wanted to live in a place that had a great life lifestyle. And, and I wanted to, when I got here, uh, I met people from the community. And I felt like this is someplace that I can really contribute uh, and give back. And, uh, and I've been here, I've been here for 13 years now, but um, I basically had been in that role as a professor for about five years and realized about 2011 and realized that, you know, he, we have, we have MySpace, we have Facebook, we have all these things that were happening, right? And I'm so now I'm almost I'm more than a decade disconnected from industry. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to be that guy in the classroom that talks about the way it used to be um, when I had clients and all this kind of stuff. And so I basically went to an agency here in town and said in the summertime and said, look, I know you guys are trying to get ramped up in digital. I am too. Let me just come in and start uh, contributing 
and and you guys can start paying me when you think I have value. And and I mean, so my wife called it my pretend job and I went to it every day. And she's like, do you have a vacation day from your pretend job yet? You know, um, and I did. I had a desk and everything. And it wasn't but a month before, you know, I, 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 I started getting paid there. Um, but really at that same time, and I know you guys don't talk too much about, you know, real clients in here, but but we ended up landing Coca-Cola and CokeSolutions.com is an AEM uh, uh, site. And uh, and we we were the, and still are, the uh, agency of record, Creative Energy um, agency of record for promoting this. Again, this is, again, this is going back four years now. Um, and uh, started working with them. And I asked the guys at Coke, I mean, we're promoting this website. And um, the website had some challenges. And I said to the guys at Coke, I said, do you guys care if I get into the back end of this thing? Because I, because internally at, at the agency, we're like, if we're not converting like they expect, then we're going to lose this gig, right? So we can drive traffic there, but if they're not doing what, what they're supposed to be doing, then we're going to be in trouble. So they gave me the keys to the back end. It was in, it was on web trends. Um, so fun, like flashback there for everybody on the, on this podcast. Um, and so, yeah. So, so anyway, um, that, so that the short, short story here is that, you know, mentor, 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 right? So mentoring at the University of Florida, people that said, we, we, you know, we see something in you that, that you don't see, we're going to, we're going to help you. We're going to, we're going to move you along this path because we think you'd be good at it. You know, go to this agency again. So it's like, Hey, I just want to learn. And I had some amazing mentors that, that really taught me it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable and to sell something that you, you know, you can do, um, but you just haven't done it yet. Right. And that's kind of what we've done. That's what a lot of agencies do. Right. We all know that. Um, but, but then that introduced me to Adobe and, and to the, at the time, the marketing cloud. And then I went to my Adobe folks on campus, the creative cloud people. And I said, who's teaching with this marketing cloud thing? I, I, you know, I, I, I can't obviously put my students in web trends, um, for Coca-Cola. So how do I get my students engaged in what's happening with this whole thing? And, uh, and they said, you know what, we don't really know, but we'll find out. And, you know, there's been a really awesome, uh, uh, the analytics challenge has been going on for a decade now or something, um, which has been a, an amazing transformal, transformative experience for students. But, but, but I wanted to go beyond that. I wanted to bring enterprise level. I wanted to bring multiple tool set to the, to the opportunity to teach. Um, and uh, so we became the first university in, in the world really with our model, which basically is uh, AEM analytics target and live fire. And we put students in a space to actually do work for the university and for external customers, uh, external clients, while they're in our graduate program. We're trying to scale that to the undergraduate program. Um, but, but again, it's and then I, I, I met people at Adobe and people at Adobe started seeing value in me and I saw value in them. And I had some amazing mentors at Adobe and that transformed into, you know, what I'm doing now is a, as a CMO for a company called Siren Marine, which is a marine technology IoT company up in uh, up in Rhode Island, and and really scaling big data to to the marine space because believe it or not, nobody's cracked the nut on having an app for your boat uh, except for us, and uh, we're way ahead of of probably a year and a half ahead of those major electronics marine electronics players that you know might start with a G and some others that are out there. So. Um, I, there's nothing to my path, and I, I still to this day write letters to 
Don, John Sutherland, who's now retired, to Tony and Teresa Treadway, who are at the agency that's across town, but I write them thank you cards and stuff, because I would not have been on this journey without these amazing mentors. And I wouldn't have been on this journey without uh, being able to have the humility to know it's okay to not know something um, and to ask, you know, and to, um, and to, and, and mentoring is a, uh, it's an awesome responsibility. You know, if you're going to mentor somebody, that really means you're not just like there for somebody. That means you're going to like give something of yourself, your resources, your time, right. Um, to, to the betterment of somebody else. And, and, you know, I've had great opportunities to, to leave the university and to do some, um, or to go to other universities, um, you know, but to leave the university, go back in industry. I, I keep my foot in this industry because I love to do the work, but there's nothing better than I have now 10 years out to see students that, you know, say, I can see what they're doing um, or to run into students. And I ran into a guy whose wife was in my class at the University of Florida when I was teaching. And she's like, he's like, oh my gosh, you're my, you're my wife's favorite professor. I'm like, holy crap. I'm, I'm like, wasn't even a professor then. And, you know, like what kind of, what kind of an awesome contribution to somebody's life can you have like that? You know what I mean? So, um, and I just think everybody on your podcast here can reach out and connect to somebody and do that for somebody else. Yeah, uh, agreed. And and I think it's a, a, a good point because I think a lot of people, especially in the, in this industry, want to give back and help, but are waiting for a formal framework or opportunity to do that. And while that's that's nice and helpful, there's there's so many people that that need help and are, are looking for it. And so uh, agreed. We you know, I've I've long thought that way and has been one of the reasons why I've gone out of my way to look for opportunities to give back as I think back through my career and, and if so many things didn't line up you know and people lined up to help me I'm like I don't know that I would be here you know and it's 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 not fair for me to think I did this on my own because there's just there's just no way that would have happened and so my way of of giving back is and to thank those people that mentored me along the way is to pay it forward and, and provide that for for people so I, I did want to follow up on one thing you said that was really interesting you mentioned the the importance of being open to admitting what we we don't know it's it's so difficult um, because I see it all the time where people just have this fear especially going into big corporations that I have to know everything I have to know all the answers and it's so difficult to learn if we you know are, are not able to admit that we don't know things and we we need help are, are you seeing that in your your graduate students are they are they more open if you are seeing it are what what are types of things that you're doing or saying to help people overcome that fear and, and and let them know that it's actually a strength and not a weakness to admit yeah I think the it's a great question I think that by uh, learn by doing right so I, I think that that my students, I, I'm very I'm very open with things I don't know. I'm I'm very comfortable. Um, you know, I, I'm confident in what I know and what I do, but I also am confident that I know that I don't know a lot of stuff about a lot of things. Um, and so I, I think, you know, not not falling victim to that myself, Jason is is probably uh, a leading by example. You know, um, and, and I, I've got I've got folks on. On teams that I manage that that don't do that and uh, and and they, they they can't like they can't say I don't know or they can't just say you know what I screwed that up 
you know, I'm, I'm someone that firmly believes in, in, you know, letting I'm, first of all, let me just say, I'm a terrible micromanager, like I'm awful. So, um, and like, you guys are always giving tips on like, or like you guys had a podcast a few weeks ago on organization and stuff. And I'm, I'm trying like this, this new, Man, you day. are an avid listener, dude, I'm telling you, I listen to you guys <laughs> all the time. Uh, you guys are my running buddies. Um, oh, and so, uh, and so, uh, you know, so I'm like trying to figure out how I can, you know, I'm pretty, my superpower is efficiency, but I'm always trying to figure out how to, to get better at it. Um, but, but it's that, it's the ability to you, for you to just be confident and, and be confident enough to ask the question. And, and I always say, look at, this is what I'll say to somebody. I have no problem letting my ignorance fly. So I'm going to ask this question, you know, and, and I'll serve it up that way. And, and, and that way it just kind of makes it clear that, you know, I, I have some confidence, but I. I'm unclear about this. And ignorance is not a bad word. Ignorance does not mean stupid, you know? Um, so I think that's, that's an important part of it. Now, at the same time, you have to be ready, especially with, especially with undergraduate students, because if you could draw a line of entitlement from when I started teaching till now, it's like, it's ridiculously, it's just like, you know, straight up and to the corner from one from one you know point on the graph to the other opposite point on the graph. I mean, I have students that say and ask stuff that are not coming out of ignorance or coming out of entitlement, and it's a weird mm -hmm. deal. Um, but uh, but I but I think that if you if you can show that confidence and and challenge people to know that this is an industry. If you're going to get in this in, into this industry, there's going to be something that you did not know yesterday that you know today. And that's mm -hmm. going to happen almost every day, you know. Um, and and the people that say this industry changes like overnight, well, come on, um, you know, foundationally it doesn't, but but it does move really quick, and and we all are at the mercy of some of the big giants who decide how algorithms are going to work. Um, and if you're not keeping up with that kind of stuff, and you're not willing to keep up with that kind of stuff, and challenge your own knowledge, um, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to go on a tangent. So we're we're um, trying out this new platform so we can have video feed and we're not exposing that, but we're using it to see if we can uh, have better visual cues with each other. I, I need to get me whatever you're rocking with that is an ETSU hoodie thing, whatever you got going on. Oh, dude, I'll send you one right away. I'll that, send one to both of you that guys. That looks awesome. Um, so would love to hear about some of the, I guess, some of the challenges and some of the successes you've had as you've been building out this, this program, um, maybe both at, um, at the university level and then maybe individually, I know you've, I've had the opportunity to talk one-on-one -on -one with several of your students, so smart, so passionate about getting out there. If there's any stories there that you can talk about, about, you know, as far as preparing these kids to hit the ground running the minute that they walk out of your program. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, a lot of times I feel like I've been drugged behind a truck, you know, for both <laughs> of those, those, both of those things. Um, from the university's perspective and from, and from Adobe's perspective, um, just because what I, what, you know, I, I come to Adobe and say, okay, I want to teach this with this stuff and it's going to be enterprise level. And, and yeah, I mean, they're not getting, Adobe doesn't give stuff away. Right. Um, yeah. and, and rightfully so. And so, um, and so how do we do it? How do we get, uh, 60 people into an AEM instance? That's a question that, that they know how to answer, but how do you do it where you have to change the IDs every every semester, 
you know, yeah. um, and those kinds of questions. And then from my my school's point of view, um, wait a second, you're going to have students doing marketing for the university, but they're not going to be reporting to the university marketing. Uh, I don't know that I like that. <laughs> and and uh, and honestly, I mean, we're three years into it, and you know, we've had this. We start this started this brand and media strategy program. We're not in the college of business. So and, and and I think it's a misnomer. I mean, I went through my I partnered up with the College of Business uh, in 2012 and helped them ideate a, a digital marketing first digital marketing program uh, in the state of Tennessee. One of the first ones, I think, in the whole country. Um, it's 100 percent online. And now I think it's just kind of a, a, a misnamed program. Not I'm, it's a great program. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I still teach in it, by the way, too. Um, but, but I think what part of marketing isn't digital, you know, I mean, what part of what we do now, uh, consumer insights and, and understanding how we're going to convert somebody in the customer journey, uh, what part of that isn't, isn't digital anymore. And so, you know, I'll be on a panel, uh, in, in, uh, April here, it's April 1st today. Um, I'll be on a panel in April talking about, um, this digital marketing curriculum and stuff. And some of the questions were like, you know, if you're going to have one class of digital marketing, what's it going to be? And I'm like, it's just such a poor way to think about it um, because every aspect of what we do is has a digital component. Um, and even when we do print pieces, we're trying to drive people some way digitally so we can at least measure um, the outcome of, of that, you know, or a television broadcast or whatever it might be. Um, and so, you know, it's it's been really trying to transform the university to think about things differently. Uh, and it's been trans trying to transform Adobe um, and this stuff is hard. I mean, you know, when you have, you have, you guys know, I mean, the analytic in, you know, uh, installation of this thing is, is a challenge, but just the, the server environment and everything else, um, around it has been, uh, just a ridiculous challenge, but we've gone from at the same time, we've gone from, you know, seven students that came from a, what was called a professional communication program to a pipeline of more, potentially over a hundred students here starting in the fall, that's two years. Um, wow. And when you talk about a university uh, that, you know, that is that's uh, challenged by enrollment, which which, uh, you know, I, as part of what I've done with Adobe, uh, you know, I, I coming back into the mentoring discussion, I mean, I pitched this whole thing. I got three slides into it with the vice president of education um, sales for Adobe. And he said, I'm just going to stop you right here. This was, again, four years ago. He said, I'm going to stop you. I'm just going to tell you right now we're going to do this. Now you can just keep keep talking to me. Um, and so, because I pitched them, it's not like they pitched me on this. You know, I went to right. them and said, I got to get my students in the space. You got 85 of the top, um, 100 fortune 500s on this platform and nobody's teaching with it. That's freaking crazy. Um, and so, uh, you know, but moving forward, it's been, it's been a ridiculously successful thing, but it's still so hard. I mean, um, we still are trying to get the bugs out of stuff and we're still, really trying to to uh to use the tools to the capacity um just like any anybody that's in industry um yeah. you know and and that's been and that's and luckily i mean when i when i pitched this to adobe they said hey we want to get you more involved and that really turned me into the industry expert for higher education for adobe so all those verticals that adobe have an industry expert the last two years i've been the industry expert for adobe talking about our story and talking about digital transformation to other universities and then I got brought in to be a ADLS instructor working with, you know, Fortune 500s and brands on digital transformation at Summit. You know, I was I was hating the fact that I was missing Summit, especially since you made a special appearance, Jason. 
um, at, at Summit this year. You know, um, my colleague, Melanie Richards, who is ridiculously awesome. Um, she, uh, she is going to have a, she's going to pop a baby out here May 5th, I think. So, so her doctor said, you guys can't go to summit or she said, you can't go to summit. And I teach this digital experience full day pre-workshop summit class with her last two years. And we were going to teach it again this year. But, uh, when she couldn't go, I decided I'm not going to go either because we were good yin and yang. Um, but, but again, inside the Adobe organization, you know, going in there. I, I listen, I don't know about this stuff. I had some great mentors um, within that organization and have pitched, you know, worked with Shantanu. Um, I mean, so it's just the, the mentor, we're jumping around and I think that's the point of the tangents, but, um, <laughs> we're you know, a conversation. The, yeah, I think the mentoring thing, um, you know, is just, is just, uh, it's a ride that you got to get on. Um, you got to get, you got to get on other people's rides and you got to be one for yourself, for others, you know? Yeah, for sure. How are you doing all this stuff? You're everywhere. Maybe that's why our conversation's all over the place. You're doing, I, I've lost track of how many different things you're, you're taking on. How do you do that? I, I think my superpower is organization and, yeah. uh, and, um, and following the shiny object, um, which I know is always a, a bad thing to do, but. I think the only way that I, I can can do and I, I think I'm meeting I'm I'm maxing out, dude, honestly. Um I, I, I hit Well your I max hit. is pretty high. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh I, I, I got to a point with uh in in November where I had uh, the Siren Marine guys come to me and say, Hey, what's it gonna take to get all your time? And I said, I think I I think I'd like to actually kind of just have all my time, you know, as a consulting. So I don't have four different email addresses. And, you know, yeah. one of the things you guys have not, not talked about, which makes sense is a calendar sync. Cause I'd like to know how I sync up like four different email addresses to a single calendar, but um, I don't expect you guys to talk about that. No, we, time, so. we've actually been uh, purposeful into, in avoiding that. We've had lots of opportunities to kind of white label and manage all these different, I'm like, we don't want to do it just from the operational inefficiency standpoint. It's a nightmare just trying to manage two calendars and emails. I'm like, I can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I mean, I was in November and I had an Adobe email address. I had my ETSU email address. I had a personal email address. And then I had my Siren and Marine email address. And then I had a consulting email address. Oh, man. And That's and like lot. my my wife would look on my phone and she'd say, okay, you have 78,000 unread messages. I'm like, Oh, I'm freaking out just hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, so you mentioned something that I, I really liked. You said it's really difficult to work out and you're still working out the bugs. I, I think it's such a cool thing to expose to students because that's the real world. And you mentioned it, right? Well, you know, we work with these massive brands and that's a big part of what we do is trying to help smooth out these processes. And these are companies that have been trying to perfect it for, for many, many years. And it's a good lesson for these students to learn that you're not going to walk into a big name brand company and it's all going to be figured out. You're not going to work walking anywhere and everything's going to be perfect. And especially from a data analysis perspective, we see so many people get hung up with, I'd love to help with your insights and data, but I can't until this is a perfect uh, platform. And I'm like, then you're never going to do it. So it's never going to be perfect. So I'm glad that the, that your your students are getting exposure to that and coming up with creative ways to still be valuable while helping move things forward. Yeah. And to that point, I mean, we put them on calls when we have with Adobe or when we have with, a, you know, we had hired out a, a developer to 
to help us with our AEM development stuff. We, they're on all those calls. And, and then they, they're getting exposed to the, the pain points that we experience from the, 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 the vendor side. And they're getting exposed to the pain points that we receive from the big house, you know, on campus. Um, because, because we're, we're really in the middle, you know, I mean, basically what I did was I took, I took this opportunity to say to my provost, look at, um, I know this isn't, I mean, it's expensive to what we're doing with Adobe. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, we, we have, they're, they're funding, they're, they're, they're giving us a good price because we're the first in in the world doing what we're doing. And, and NYU is now doing what we're doing. Um, they're, they're putting that in place right now, but, uh, and others want to do the same thing. Um, but it's no easy task to stand up. You know, we don't just have an, an instance where it's like a, 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 a simulator, you know, and I, I think mm-hmm. simulation and that kind of stuff is great. Um, but, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll go off on a tangent here for a second. You know, we, we do this um, national student advertising competition every year. It's sponsored by the American Advertising Federation. Um, and there's more than 150 schools across the U.S. that do it. And uh, every year they have, it's very similar to the analytics challenge, right? You get a, a client, you have some real data. Um, the, in this particular case for AEF, they give you a, a case um, with a bunch of, I mean, it's basically kind of an RFP kind of looking thing, um, but they give you a lot of the data, but you're not ever allowed to talk to the client. Um, mm. And 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 uh, so you have all these universities that are competing against this, with this thing. And, and so, um, so last year we went to the national championships and so we beat 150 schools. Um, we won regionals, which mean we we beat every school in Tennessee, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia um, that competed. And then we went to super regionals. We went from 150 schools to 16, and then we went top eight, and uh, we got our butts kicked. But um, Syracuse was awesome. But um, and, but the point is that those students they pitch a case, they never do the work, right? Mm-hmm. So they never actually have to be boots on the ground. And what I wanted to do with our instance and what I wanted to do with our program is to have students actually experience the work. Because we all know, listeners, everybody knows that that's where you learn, right? I mean, the pillar of our, the two pillars of our programs, industry first and experiential. Those are the two pillars because those are going to be the two things that are going to get you hired. You know, the opportunity to meet great people like you guys and the 70 other folks that are connected to our program and then the opportunity to do work that actually is real and so you can say look at this is the website i worked on these are the campaigns we did um our goal was to generate campus visits and this is what the the baseline of campus visits were before before we started and this is where you know we ended and um you know we had students working on this creative arts scholarship uh, before they were working on it. I mean, this is just one thing that the university didn't have time to focus on recruiting around students out of state coming to program and paying in-state tuition. Um, and so creative arts scholarships, no matter what, it's all across campus. You could be a marching band. You, know, you study chemistry and be in a marching band and get a creative arts scholarship. Um, and so three years ago, they we had one guy that was kind of intermittently sending emails out generated 30 new leads over three months. Two of my students took a role last year and, and took it and they generated 300 leads in a month. And, and why? Because it was what I call WTF. What's the focus? <laughs> and, and, and that was what was missing before, before they got a hold of it, you know, was, was a focus. And these guys were able, 
I mean, education, we have the best data any company could ever want. Like we, we have we have parents' addresses. We have parents' emails. We have students' emails. We have what they're interested in. We have where they live. Like we have all this. I mean, every university has this amazing amass of data, but they're just so ridiculously stupid about how they connect it. And they live on these legacy systems that are like, 10 years old and like for the longest time at my university they're like don't update don't update java man you won't be able to connect to the you won't be able to connect to the if you connect if you update to the newest version you won't be able i'm like this is so stupid what where are we um but i mean universities are still i mean again i'm not knocking my school every school is like this i mean seriously And and it's and it's the amount of money that's put into and the knowledge gap that's between the clients that you guys get to work with and and education. That's a it's just a super major challenge um, to try to close that gap. It is, and I'm I'm interested because you are all over the place and you you are connected to so many different um, organizations and people. What you're hearing from industry as far as the talent gap looks like and are they asking you specific things about here's what we need from from students coming out of school yeah that's a great question that's something that um so adobe's doing a really great video on us um and and i mentioned the 70 people of which jason you're one of them um and so you know i'm i'm gonna light that back up here once this video gets out and, and really hit those folks hit you guys back up and 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 ask you that very question um, because I'm, I'm having those conversations, uh, you know, uh, intermittently with people, but I want to be more defined and more rigorous with, uh, discovery around that because we're really looking at the, you know, the brand and media strategy program that we built, um, we designed that to be interdisciplinary and experiential. So we have a core of classes that we know that people need to have, regardless if you're somebody that wants to be, um, you know, my, my students are not developers and my students are not, uh, 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 data scientists. They, they are going to be marketing practitioners. Um, and so they're going to need to be able to get into, but they have, but they can be heavied up in the analytics space and they have, and they can come in and know how to get around in, uh, you know, and we want to expose them to the certifications and the platforms that are there, such as Adobe analytics, Google analytics, uh, and those kinds of things, even, you know, HubSpot, we have some HubSpot stuff. HubSpot has some really great, uh, learning tools, uh, for educators. Um, and so we've, and so we've partnered with HubSpot too, um, to do that. But, but, um, you know, we have to get more defined in the undergraduate space to that question because we're getting ready to blow up our, our undergraduate, uh, curriculum and, uh, and to be industry first, we have to have people like you helping us with that. What is, what is it that we need to be arming industry with? And then also we have to be able to have people like you guys say, um, I want to show you some student work and I want you to critique it and tell us not necessarily what the student's not doing, but what the program's not doing. Um, and, and that way we can make the program better. So, um, you know, so those are things that, that we're, I'm going to fire that, that back up. Um, but when you, when you have the digital marketing Institute, uh, in 2017 saying only 8% of current digital marketing practitioners are entry level. That means 92% of the folks that are currently working right now are not even entry level. That blows my mind. And the reason for that is because we, academe, 
we're not putting those people out because we're having conversations around. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna add a digital class to my curriculum. You know, bullshit. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, uh, your whole your whole curriculum should have digital pieces. And that again, that's the other way we looked at this. You know, because um, I when I went to my provost and said, look, it, we want to do this. He says, well, you're going to have to have, are you going to have to have a whole new curriculum? I said, no. Why would we do that? We have curriculum. All we need to do is, is figure out the way that we look at this is in the AMEN model that we have, this, this applied marketing education norm model that we have, um, is basically you look at your curriculum and you say, okay, think about it like salt, right? Um, do you just put like the same amount of salt in everything or do you have just one recipe like okay now here's the salt course here's a here's a bowl of salt enjoy it right you don't do that right you right. You, you you flavor to taste and so some classes can have a big digital component other classes should have a smaller digital component mm. but you're but it's basically like a recipe and so what i said to my provost is i don't have to make new curriculum if we have a pr writing class why would we why would we we have these guys writing uh, releases, why wouldn't you have them write them on AEM and pick out a hero image and figure out what it looks like in mobile versus desktop, right? Have them working in the tools that they're going to be putting these things out in in real life, right? Yeah. And so, and so, and then the second thing is, you know, I said to my provost, I'm, I'm very happy to say we will, I mean, we had to put a whole performa, performa together to figure out how we fund this and, and we figured out how many students we need and my provost said, well, what if we don't recruit enough students to pay for the licensing from Adobe? I said, then you can, you can dock my salary. But, wow. but if, but if we recruit more, then you better be, better be ready to pay me. Um, because of the question you just asked, you know, there is such a talent gap. I knew that this thing was going to be successful. Now I'll tell you, I didn't know it was going to be so su successful graduate versus undergraduate. And it turns out the undergraduate nut has been the harder one to crack than the graduate one. The graduate one, you have 40% of students that are in the marketplace um, that are over 24% right now, or oh, I'm sorry, over 24 years old yeah. right now. So those are students that, I mean, in other words, two out of every, you know, five students on a campus are, are not, are non-traditional, you know, in quotes. Um, and that's because those guys are coming back to reinvent themselves. And, uh, and when you have, when you look at the baby boom is kind of, it's over, and you have a lot of folks, the birth rate just in general, there's just less college students to go around. And universities have a real challenge com with competing. You know, you have the Purdue Globals in, in the world um, who have, have crept up and said, geez, you know, we can, we can work like a for-profit, but we have the Purdue brand, right? Mm. And so let's leverage that. So you have all these new competitive pieces that are part of this puzzle. And, um, and, and so, you know, Knowing that there's only eight percent of folks that are above entry level working, um, and and hearing from Adobe when I first asked this, and then I went to a summit and met all these folks, and um, you know, was we we were featured in a Forrester uh, Forrester piece that came out into 2016, how to prepare students for the digital digital age. Um, got interviewed for that. Um, just every single time, every single time I would do a summit pre summit. Uh, class, you know, a full day class with 50 plus people, you know, we'd have a, Melanie and I'd have a line of people saying, we want to, we want to partner with you guys because we need people yeah. and, and we don't know where to get them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is such a, 
a serious problem and we face it with uh, it seems like almost every client we, we work with you know needs needs more and more and um, you know we, we first started seeing that with small numbers of, of people I it, with with digital it's interesting I always thought it was companies were cheap you know it's like two or three people doing the job of ten people but a big part of the problem is not that they're cheap and not that they don't want to invest it's that they can't find qualified people to to fit those positions and we're, we're hearing it all the time and from big companies in big geos you know it, it's not a surprise to have someone from la call me up and like we can't find anybody i'm like you're in la there's like 20 million people right, right. i mean how can you not find someone but it's just it's really really difficult and and that's why I, you know when, when you and i first started talking and and i saw your vision and um really creating the next generation i'm like i want as, even if I can just play a small part, I want to be part of this because there is such a huge need for it. And I'm a I'm a firm believer of the uh, the rising tide raises all the ships. You know, the the more smart people we can get, the more we can innovate. It's going to benefit all of us. So that's why I wanted to get involved with with what you're doing. And it's such a a huge thing to think about if you step back too far. I'm like, how do we solve this? It's such a big problem. Uh, around the world but you have to start somewhere right yeah and that's the thing is like my my dean and the provost i mean they said the first couple of years into this like well you adobe sending you all over the place to talk about this i mean what are we going to do when all those students don't come to our program i'm like are you crazy like there are so many there are so there's such a ridiculous need for this uh, you know, we, there's 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 way more love to share, you know, and that's yeah. that's why I was so happy to I'm, and I'm always happy to have this conversation with other universities to, you know, that's the one great thing about academia is that that we overshare and we just give it away. Um, and, and, you know, you're not going to have Coke and Pepsi talk about, you know, what strategy worked awesome, you know, um, but I'm happy to share that and other folks are happy to share that you know, in our space, because that's what, that's what we do. And there's, it's benefiting everybody. Um, but I mean, to your point, I mean, you were quick, you were quick, you and, and Adam Jenkins and, and, and Rudy, you guys were, I mean, Adam heard about this and like he, he and I were on the phone for almost two hours the first time you hear about it. He's like, Oh man, I got to tell Jason about this. And I got to tell her. And, and it just like, that's how it happens. It's just a snowball, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And then all of a sudden I've got, you know, uh, 70 folks that I know or have reached out to me that are like, Hey, local, regional, national people that have just said, geez, this thing is like, uh, this is such a great idea. And, yeah. um, and, and again, it's like, it's not like I sat in a room and thought of it by myself. You know, I've had people like, I mean, I think of you as a mentor. I think of these other folks that have these quality conversations with me that help me understand your world and be able to add value to my students because of it. Um, and, and, and I just think we get so, we get the academic, academic folks get so worked up in their cinder block towers and so blocked off from what's happening. They lose, they, there's been so much of that time that's gone by. I mean, I talked to some folks, I'll give you a great example. It, it, uh, you know, I talked to some folks about this on my campus that were faculty. And when we first pitched this and we signed it and, okay, we're going to do this thing. And they said, you know, I don't think my students would be very interested in, in this Adobe thing. I, I just don't think there's, there's really anything to it. And I thought, are you kidding? Like, but, but my point at the time was like, okay, that's fine. Don't, please don't get on my bus. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, please, you're, I don't need your energy. Like, I don't, and I don't need to convince you that this is the right thing to do. If you don't think it is, that's fine. Just keep doing what you're doing and, and then you're going to figure it out at some point, you know? Um, but I don't need that energy because that's the other thing about mentoring. You know, if you're going to find people to mentor or be mentored, you got to get hooked up with the positive energy or else you're screwed. Absolutely. So that's a a good uh, transition to the question. I know Jim's got to keep me honest on time here so I don't ramble forever. Um, But one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I think you perfectly queued it up, is what advice would you have, whether I'm, I'm a student in a graduate program or I'm working in the corporate world and I don't have a mentor, I don't have a structure within my organization to find one, what advice would you give me? Because I want one. I just don't. It seems overwhelming. Where do I just throw it out there and ask, or how do I how do I find the right person for me? Yeah. So great question. So I think if I am an industry person, um, then then I would just look to my most local, uh, you know, uh, institution, and and I would just do a, a look look see on a search and figure out what faculty member. Um, on that in, at that institution looks like it matches up with the the subject matter expertise that I have, and then I would just reach out and say, you know what, I'm here, I'm in the I'm in the uh, the space, and I would love to be involved in your program or be involved with you, you know, for guest speaking or anything like that. Um, and you can start it off small. I mean, my ask is always, I mean, my ask to you, Jason, was, look, at I have you know th- three things I want to ask. Number one is. Will you, will you do a guest lecture once, once every year or one, even once every other year? I mean, we've got, you know, I'm 70 behind. folks. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you in there. But um, <laughs> the, the second thing um, is I, I need you to look at student work. And then the third thing to, to help not to, not to grade a student, but to grade me. Um, you know, and, and again, that's the humility of, of my approach. But, and then the third thing is for us was I want to be able to use your identity to tell other people about our program. So I want people to know that that Jason from 33 Sticks is a partner with our program um, because then that that legitimizes my program. Um, but I think as an industry person, I mean, that's the easiest thing to do is just say, um, and, and the other thing that we've always said to like, uh, you know, we've done some really amazing stuff with Janet Starwood and, and some other, you know, some other partners um, is we just said, look at what's a project that, uh, you would love to work on, but you don't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way there's no, there's no harm or foul. The students could like completely smoke it and make it awesome. And you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Or they could actually just totally suck because they're students. So, you know, but you have no, you got no skin in the game either way, um, on that side of it. Right. So, so those are the kinds of things like, like if you approach somebody and say, look, I've got this question I've been wanting to ask and it would be a great student project. Um, would you have a class or somebody that was interested in doing it? And I'd love to mentor. And, and, and you make it clear that, look, I'm not trying to get free work out of you. You know, um, I'm just looking to, to be a part of, of something bigger than myself. Um, I think from an educator's point of view, uh, this is something that I talk about all the time uh, when I'm on these panels and stuff is, is that we have to. Uh, we have to be um, uh, humble and we have to go to industry and we have to ask industry what's happening. Because we as academics, we know how things are working. I mean, we do, but we don't know tactically how they're working. And, and that's the difference. Um, and like I said, I mean, these students, 
being in JIRA, these students having to work on projects with teams and having that interaction and having to build something, that's so much of a better experience than, I mean, I mean, no, no disrespect, and we were in the national championship. That's so much of a better experience than the AAF case, um, you know, uh, the national student advertising competition. I love it. I'm going to get, you know, if you have any listeners, they'll probably blast me for that. But, but those kids never do that project for ocean spray. They never do it, right? Yeah. These students have to like, oh, crap, the website's down. What are we going to do? And it's not just about websites in these programs. It's about planning events. It's about uh, planning different types of speaker series, organizing all those things, organizing the people, generating the audience to get people to go to it. All those kinds of pieces are part of it. I mean, the Adobe piece of it um, and the Google and the HubSpot and all this other stuff, it's all, that's all part of it. But the experiential is the heartbeat of it. Jim, do I have time for one more question? Yep, we still have a few more minutes. What would you say to universities? Because I know there are some that are out there that says, we, we don't want to get involved in, in what Stephen's building at ETSU. Let's leave that to the to the boot camps of the world, to the applied technology centers of the world. It's it's just not the type of kind of academic stuff that we, we do. What what would you say to them? They're going to lose, man. I mean, they're, they're going to lose bad. Because the thing about it is it's uh, – so, so that question came up on my campus early on. Um, you know, we're not a tech school. Yeah. A- and, uh, and I said, I, I know we're not a tech school. I mean, everything that we do has a, a theoretical underpinning. And all we're doing is we're activating learning outcomes with the technology that students are going to use when they get into the space. Um, and, and so, you know, if, if you feel like that, then get your typewriter out and start plug in those keys or start dry, you know, drying your clothes on the line and get rid of your, of your clothing dryer. Um, because, because that's just that, 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 that frame of reference makes no sense to me. And, and, and we're, again, we're not, we're not a tech school. We're not, we're not a coding camp, you know, right. and there's huge value in those things. Um, but, but that's not what we're doing. We're activating learning outcomes with technology. So the learning outcomes in an academic sense, those are those theoretical things that you say at when, on your syllabus that say at the end of this class, you will be able to blah, blah, blah. And, and um, you know, writing, um, understanding organizational structure, understanding how do you think about strategy and tactics aligned with goals. All those things, we're, we're, we're teaching all those things, but we're just using the tools that industry expects people to know to teach those things. So, I mean, it's the same thing that people have been teaching all, all along. It's just the fact that we were, we were able to say, shoot, there's this whole world that we don't know much about that we're going to have to go figure out. And we've done that. And now we brought it in the classroom. And guess what? I'm still freaking figuring it out every day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't have it's it figured hard, out. Right? Yeah, I don't have it figured out. And I mean, I mean, we, you know, it took us two rounds of a developer and a lot of money to get to where we are with just four, four pilot sites right now. And we're still standing up the analytics piece of it. Um, and, and, but again, let uh, this is my call this is my act, my call to action for anybody listening let my pain be your be your fortune because i could tell you how to avoid that stuff now because you know it, with anything innovative you're going to have you're going to have things that didn't work and you're going to have things that you know are, that went disastrously wrong 
Um, and, and we've had those things and, and, and that's where I'm happy to, 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 to lend in and say, look at, let me show you just how we did it. And you don't have to do it. Like, I mean, you don't have to stand up a whole Adobe experience cloud enterprise level suite to do this. I mean, you can do some amazing stuff with a university website and Google analytics, you know, I mean, you can do some amazing stuff with, with the tools that your, your university already has, Mm -hmm. um, but you just have to start to broker those relationships and show the value. I mean, when I can show the value to my provost that the, stu- the, the, the students that are working on this thing are able to generate thir- 300 new leads um, on a project they had no time to do, I, there's nobody on my campus that can say anything about that. Yeah. It's like, that's, you can't argue that. Yeah, that, no, that's awesome. And that's, that's amazing feedback. And I would just kind of add to that. Um, and say, look for opportunities. If you're, if you're in, in the world and you've been in here and you've got this experience, doesn't matter if it's five years or 15 years, you've got value to add back. So I love your advice of reaching out to local universities, give back people in this industry want to give back and, um, you know, reach out, ask, how can I help? Can I give a guest lecture? Do you have students that I can mentor? That's been some of the funnest conversations that I've had because I've been able to align with a few of your students just one-on-one and being able to watch their progress. It's, it's insanely rewarding. So I would, I would push people to, to do that. And I would say also on the flip side, if you're just getting started in your career or even, even later in your career, I, I still have a, a core group of mentors that I talk to all the time and I, I need that. Um, if you don't have one, reach out, reach out to your network, say, this is, you know, I need some help. Is anybody willing, you know, you'll be amazed at the people that line up and will be willing to help. And it, it is such a differentiator that from those that do, that have, and those that don't have that relationship where they're able to, to take their career. So, um, Dude, and and I, I'll just and I'll pile on just real quick. I mean, yeah. your your point of of you know you have no idea the transformative year experience that you have created, Jason, with folks that you have had conversations with. I mean, and and that's the kind of thing I can say stuff all day long, but when Jason comes in and says the same stuff, you know, it, it's it it it's all of a sudden it's like oh okay I now believe Jason, you know, and 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 that and that's what I'm talking about because because you bring that that real world credibility and um, and you can have a, a, a little bit of time can mean a lot to somebody. Yeah, for sure. Give it's, it's uh it's rewarding. And I, I, I feel good that I can make an impact, but I always feel like I'm getting way more out of it. You know, as, as a mentor, I learned so much from, from these students and, and people in their careers. So I, you know, I'm happy to do it. And I, I really want to, to ask other people to, to step in and, and do that. Um, dude, it, it's been an absolute honor to, to have you on. I just personally, I am very appreciative for what you're building out. Our industry needs more talented people in this space. And um, not only are you having an amazing impact on the students at, at East Tennessee, but you're also having an influence on other higher education um, universities that are looking to model what you're building. And so um, I'm, I'm just super appreciative of, of what you've been building out and continue to, to do it and be an example. Um, we, we need more and better and you're, you're making a dent. So I really appreciate it. Well, thanks, dude. And, and it's I appreciate the opportunity to be on this awesome podcast that I'll, I listen to every time I run. Um, and uh, and, it, and appreciate the, the impact you guys have on, our, on programs like ours. I mean, 
we need you guys. So I, I, I just think more educators need to think about that. And, and, and there's lots of ways to do things. So, you know, find your path. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at www.33sticks.com. The 33 Tangents podcast is a production of 33 Sticks.